Welcome to the Cookery by the Book podcast with me, Susie Chase. My name is Hari Nayak. I'm the author of the Cafe Spice Cookbook, 84 Quick and Easy Indian Recipes for Everyday Meals. chef, restaurateur, author, and food and dining consultant. Trained at the Culinary Institute of America and a veteran cook at Swedish and French New York City restaurants, what drew you back to Indian cuisine? Growing up in India, um, I wanted to come to the CIA and uh, learn everything else uh, other than I wanted to stay away from Indian cooking and say, okay, let me go out and uh, go to the CIA, learn what the Western cooking has to offer. That's what excited me and came to New York. And um, uh, I've uh, never worked in an Indian kitchen in New York for many years. And um, what I saw in New York and in the in the U.S., the Indian cooking in the late 90s and early 2000s, it was uh, the cooking, the cuisine was very uh, misrepresented. Um, uh, people were not aware of how regional and how beautiful our cuisine was and so um i i felt you know there's some there's a market here and there's something that i need to do that you know as a chef going back to your roots is what um, i believed in and uh, it started as just uh, the love and i missed missed cooking indian food and that's how i got back into it and I, i think now i don't see myself going back to doing anything else what is the cafe spice story it's a brand. It is. Um, I work as a culinary director for uh, the Cafe Spice brand, which is the largest uh, and the fastest-growing Indian brand in the country. And um, it is synonymous with uh, all-natural products, quick-service restaurant, and uh, we make Indian food uh, that is available in uh, retail markets. The Cafe Spice cookbook was conceptualized with the same objective in mind, you know, to provide the readers and, uh, with the recipes and tips to prepare quick and healthy healthy Indian dishes uh, using ingredients that are readily available in any supermarket without any uh, fear or or hassle or fuss. So um, Cafe Spice has the same philosophy. You know, we want to spread the joy of Indian food uh, and make it uh, available um, in the market. So uh, we have a... Um, a beautiful large kitchen in upstate New York. We make all our uh, Indian food, um, handcrafted, uh, taken care, um, authentic Indian food that is uh, make it accessible to uh, everyday people. The demand for our cuisine is increasing every day, so we we are growing really fast. Let's start with going through the main techniques of Indian cooking. So I think the heart and soul of Indian cooking, or or what I call the diva in Indian cooking as the spices and uh, you know, able to understand how to use the spices and how it reacts with food is the key. So um, it's people get intimidated with uh, all these different spices in your pantry, but uh, I feel it is if you understand these spices, how to use it, and that's the key for um, cooking Indian food. There are a lot of uh, simple techniques. It's not complicated. It could be as simple as stir-frying or sautéing, using one simple spice like cumin seeds. Um, to, it could be 
the same recipe could have uh, 10 different spices. So um, as simple as stir frying and sauteing your vegetables with a, a simple spice is also uh, very flavorful, uh, bringing in flavors from spices. And, uh, and another important technique uh, that we follow in Indian cooking is uh, your roasting and grinding of spices. Uh, so I always recommend to people to buy uh, the spices whole and not ground as much as possible. And my, one of my favorite tools uh, in Indian cooking is the spice grinder or uh, the coffee bean grinder. I, have, I can't live without it. You pretty much take whole roasted whole spices, roast them uh, in a dry pan or a skillet, and then uh, grind your spices. Um, and that and add it to any dishes, any um, everyday dishes, and you can see the flavor coming out. That, that's the beauty of Indian uh, spices. There's another technique that we use in Indian cooking. Is the, or the temp, it's called tempering, or uh, it's infusing the oil with flavors of spices. So you take a little pan, um, add your oil, and add whole spices or powdered spices into this hot oil, and then uh, you're basically infusing the oil with the aromas of spices and then adding it into the dish, whether it's meats or vegetables or lentils. Another, um, I can think of the browning of onions and garlic. It's so important in Indian cooking that um, you have, you determine the color of your curry or the sauce by how brown your onions are. The darker the onions, the darker the curry. Unlike Western cooking, um, where when you're making a sauce, uh, you're using flour or a roux to thicken your sauces. In Indian cooking or Indian soups or lentils, you never use any um, flour or any thickeners. It's natural uh, thickening uh, by adding onions or herbs or um, we use nuts and coconut, yogurt and cream to thicken your sauces and give flavor. So that is very unique to our cuisine. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. I saw a cranberry and Meyer lemon chutney recipe on your Facebook page. First, tell us what chutney is and talk a little bit about that recipe. Chutney um, is a condiment or a relish that is very common in India. Uh, chutney literally translates to mash or a, or a chopped, uh, it's literally translation to that. So it is a relish for the in Western cooking, what is called relish or a dip. Um, it is not a side dish, it's an accompaniment, uh, goes, complements well with your uh, curry. So. Uh, it could be made with various ingredients, uh, from vegetables to fresh fruits to dried fruits or even lentils. And uh, it's a very essential part of Indian eating habits. So you would take a, a little bit of chutney along with your meal, and it complements well. Uh, if if you're having something spicy, your chutney could be a little milder and could be based uh, with fresh fruits or yogurts. And if you're eating something mild, you would uh, have a spicier chutney that will accompany uh, your meal. Could be with a lot of chilies, a lot of uh, um, spices in it. So it's it's generally more stronger and assertive in flavor than your accompanied dish. Uh, cranberries are something that is not uh, available in India, but it's something that I said, okay, cranberry. Uh, that that was my way of saying, okay, chutneys are not just Indian. Chutneys are uh, everyday dips and relish that are used in every cuisine. So here we have Thanksgiving coming up, and uh, you have um, your regular cranberry sauce or, uh, that is used 
with a few basic ingredients with orange uh, juice, cranberry, sugar. So by just by adding a few whole spices, like cinnamon and uh, star anise and cumin, uh, and sauteing onions and adding cranberries, you're just changing the whole flavor profile of this uh, that that is so common and. Um, just bringing in, adding a few spices and ingredients into your co- everyday cooking, you can change. You can, you can, you'll be surprised what 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 the results are. So that's Thanksgiving. You know, you want to have cranberry chat, uh, cranberry sauce. Try it with uh, a little bit of um, spices in it. Um, and same with the, your turkey. You know, I I would say I have a recipe in my book uh, for uh, roasted chicken uh, that are uh, that's marinated with Indian spices and yogurt. So why why don't you try it with turkey this time? And, you know, I feel you can create a whole new dimension to your um, holiday meal. So Daniel Baloud is your mentor. What was the most valuable thing you learned from him? As a young chef, I always tend to do something crazy and, you know, try and use the most uh, newest technique, whether it's uh, molecular or trying to do something different and creative on a plate. But what I've learned from these great chefs are just try and stick with the basics and stay true to your cuisine, and um, and you will have the best result on your plate, staying simple, clean, and fresh. That That's what it, uh, the most valuable thing is. India has the world's largest number of vegetarians and a wonderful variety of vegetarian options. You grew yeah. up in South India in Udupi, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Can you, can you tell us about the particular vegetarian cuisine in that region called sattvic? I mean, um, vegetarian cooking is a way of life in India. I mean, for more than probably 80 to 90 percent of Indian population, not just in the south, it is all over India. Uh, even though south people uh, do have, uh, there's a whole belt of um, sea, uh, it's a peninsula, so we need a lot of seafood meats in the south but yeah predominantly it's a vegetarian eating culture uh, and um, it offers meat-free nutrition and protein from uh, from lentils and pulses you don't miss any protein you have your your lentils your pulses that offer you that Um, i feel and most indians feel that you know um, eating vegetarian is healthy. It maintains um, uh, a very healthy lifestyle. It was interesting because I read that in the region that you grew up in, um, they didn't use onions or garlic in the cuisine. There, There is a part of um, um, a culture that do not use any onions, of gar- onions or garlic in their cuisine. There's um, not in my household, but I know of uh, a lot of family and friends I knew of uh, did not use even onions or garlic. It's they feel that it creates a negative um, uh, energy inside them. And there's a lot of different beliefs that people grow up with. Um, and the region I grew up uh, in South India, Udupi, which is very famous for its vegetarian uh, cuisine. And uh, you might notice in New York, there are a lot of restaurants which serve uh, dosas, which are uh, lentil crepe or rice, rice and lentil pancake or a crepe that is very famous that originated from uh, the region of Udupi. A lot of uh, vegetarian options that are um, that I grew up eating from my region. It's, it's amazing. 
Last night for dinner, I made your recipe for tomato and curry leaf quinoa on page 117. It's funny that you had to pick that recipe. It's, um, there are a lot of recipes in the book that are very traditional and that I grew up eating or a, a slight variation of it. And this is uh, a recipe that is um, not traditionally Indian. Quinoa is not uh, an ingredient that is available in India. It's a South American grain. So why I did that is, you know, the whole misconception about Indian cook being so foreign or, you know, uh, you, you can use everyday ingredients that are available to you in your own supermarket. And uh, what, what you like to eat, use that ingredient as your main ingredient and use Indian condiments and seasonings and spices to flavor up your everyday meal. So that's why I came up with that recipe. So um, and I love it. It's it's uh, very flavorful. The curry leaves, that the red chilies, as the, it follows the technique, uh, like I mentioned before, the tempering, where you take the oil or in this case, clarified butter, ghee, uh, very fragrant, um, adding whole spices to it, and um, you can add rice. The same method, you can make uh, a rice pilaf, you can make uh, a quinoa, you can make couscous, the same way. Uh, is it Indian? Is it traditional Indian? No, but it has. It, if you close your eyes and eat that dish, it just reminds you of uh, the flavors of India. It's a very, very easy autumn weeknight dinner for home cooks, too. Uh, yes, I think it's a great accompaniment for a main meal if you would want to serve it alongside uh, roasted vegetables. You could, you could eat it cold uh, as a salad. You could serve it next to um, a roast or a, a meat dish or a curry. It's, it's great. And I, I, eat, I eat it for breakfast. Where can we find you on the web? www.harinag.com. Harinag.com, you'll find um, everything that I do. I try to blog as much as possible. Uh, social media is great. I am very active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you Google my name or go to harinag.com, you'll find, uh, find me there. Thank you so much for coming on Cookery by the Book podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure.